0: Welcome to episode number 1007 of Locked on Raptors for God Friday? Friday, August the 20th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors, uh, although the account is suspended right now. TBD, I don't know why. We didn't do anything bad, I promise, but uh, you can still follow the account, I guess, if you want. I don't know if you can. I don't know. I don't know how suspensions work. Either way, free Locked on Raptors is the point. Uh, You can, of course, find the podcast on all your favorite podcast apps and, of course, on YouTube as well. You're watching it right now, perhaps on YouTube. If you're not, you should join the fun. Subscribe to the YouTube page and you'll see my beautiful face and all the wonderful faces of all of the guests that we bring on the show, including our guest today who is making her YouTube debut on the podcast and whose uh, Wi-Fi stream is... perilously uh finicky at the moment we are joined right now by katie heindel of course uh from uh, dime and everywhere in between D- katie what's going on Uh-oh. hi man as you hey.
2: can see i've got a <laughs> great lighting situation and maybe a bad wi-fi situation <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like watching the uh, the bars above your name in the mm-hmm. uh, little programmer recording with right here, and it's kind of like watching music on the little front of the stereo you yeah, used to have, where it's like ooh, so it's just like teasing yeah, you. We're at three so bars well. right now. We'll survive. Um, um, but yeah, uh, uh, how's it going, Katie?
2: It's going good. I have to going to come on. I was going to come on and uh, scare you. Um, I just got a swimming <laughs> so I can go do laps. At a pool. <laughs> And i was gonna i tried uh-huh. it on for the first time this morning because i've never worn one before uh, and i was gonna come on with it but i look crazy crazier even than <laughs> I do now in this bright there, bright light
0: yeah the katie's <laughs> lighting situation is uh interesting i guess it's we know we've never recorded video before and if we have recorded video before it's not been at 9 a.m when the light apparently likes to play games in the room katie is recording in, but that's cool we'll make it work uh-huh. it's all good mm-hmm. um Katie, very happy to have you. Today, it's a mailbag show. Uh, we have a bunch of listener questions we're going to run through. We can show your listener questions on the stream, which is a very nice thing as well. Uh, of course, I'll still shout out whoever makes them in audio form as well, in case you are not listening or viewing via YouTube. But uh, we've got a bunch of questions to get into today. Before we do that, though, Katie, you were at the Masayu press conference this week, uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind of announcing his return back to Toronto, even though it was, you know, I don't think, terribly unexpected from a lot of people as the time went along and we saw him working with the team during the draft and stuff like that um what was your sort of overarching impression of the Maasai press or anything kind of you know leave you thinking about things coming away from it or was it basically the typical Maasai thing where uh he says lots of things that make you want to run through a wall maybe some of the substance is not there because he doesn't want to show his cards uh what was your overall impression of Maasai's return press conference
2: uh, mostly the latter, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's funny. I saw some criticism, like people were like, "I like why are reporters so, so like softballing him so much," and like people were tagging specific like beat writers that were there, and it's like, dudes, his family was there, like his two yeah. young kids and his wife. You're gonna like grill him in that situation. Also, that's mm-hmm. not what that situation was for.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so what I is mean, there I- to hardball yeah.
2: him about? I don't know. Just be like, why isn't Siakam better? Or like, why did you <laughs> sign? Like, what's going to happen to Sam Decker? I did want to know that. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, what I thought was interesting, um, and maybe a bit telling, was when he talked about, and I didn't think it was just purely platitudes, but was when he began the development and wanting yeah. to really focus on that. Um, just and mm-hmm. you know, the draft picks that are coming in, those guys, like some of the other scientists, that they've made in the summer it seems pretty apparent that that's what they're trying to lead with mm-hmm. but i don't think it's platitudes in the sense that he's like we're gonna do because he also in the same press conference said like we have to get past the point of thinking like or caring who or who does not want to come and play in toronto Sure, which i also respected um mm-hmm. and i really liked that he figured that he said that he, it felt to him right now what it felt like when larry starting you know with the team it feels like we're in that kind of stage of a building up to whatever the next thing is the next thing in the eyes is is a championship a second championship again um i also thought that when someone asked him like how long like how long is this contract worth to you and he was just like forever but his voice sounded so (laughs) wistful like that Mm -hmm. i felt was kind of coming from the heart and like to start off he was like pretty choked up to begin with i think just like the experience of seeing Familiar faces and a lot of people in person again around him. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know to to like to detractors or critics of that. I'm kind of like, what What did you expect?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I mean, were you gonna have someone like go up there and scream, "Where's Rashawn Holmes? Why didn't you sign <laughs> Rashawn Holmes?" Like, that's really yeah. as we've kind of covered yeah. on the podcast. It's the only thing you can really have that much of a serious gripe with. And there's plenty of reasons not to sign Rashawn Holmes. And so I don't think that was going to really ever be a topic of conversation. Uh, I did like the guy who got into Blake Murphy's mentions on that day and said, ask him about Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> like sure i'll make that a priority
0: yeah, yeah very normal question to ask to masai ujiri for sure <laughs> um yeah it was uh lovely to see masai i wish i was down there i, I didn't uh make it and end up making it down but it was it seemed lovely that everyone got to see each other again was that the first okay. time you'd seen a lot of the media people since like everything happened or i guess maybe some yeah. people were in vegas but yeah
2: i mean only blake uh, and eric were in vegas and- right you know the rap some of the raptors pr um mm-hmm. yeah that was the first time i saw Vivek. that was the first time i saw will uh it was the first time i'd seen sir in forever like mm-hmm. it was uh yasmin and nor came from dishes and Dine. so hell just,
0: yeah they did
2: yeah i mean i had just seen also them in vegas but the fact of hmm. everyone being in that room again um mm-hmm. that was pretty nice it was like a nice mini reunion on top of everything else
0: that's awesome. We've got the the free agency news of Will Lou to keep an eye on as well. It's very exciting stuff. I don't know. What's I was happening, getting.
2: There. I won't <laughs> name names, but like media, mem- like senior media members who you would not think would be so like messy or inquiring were. <laughs> inquiring about <laughs> will to me or like, what do you know? <laughs> Where's going? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not like going to spoil this one.
0: Yeah. Wait for the player's tribune article, man. That's yeah. fine. Uh- <laughs> uh, all right, Katie, we got a bunch of mailbag questions we're going to get to on today's show. Uh, we'll get to the first break a little early here, and then we can come back to the other side with two full loaded segments of mailbag fun Before we get to that, though, I should tell everybody about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. It is that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron ready to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 100% a welcome bonus with the promo code locked on that is incredible if you put in 100 bucks you get 200 bucks to play with how could you not take that deal be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. That's a great deal, too. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Katie. Let's get into some of these questions here. Uh, the first one here will come from uh, the host of Locked On Blazers, a former and future guest of this podcast, I'm sure, Mike Richmond, who asks, "If you held out for a pay raise, what new title would you give yourself when you were finally rewarded the bag?" Hmm. So I guess we got to speak in terms of like you know media jobs. I guess maybe we can expand beyond that. You know, yeah. a brewmaster, <laughs> something like that. What do you got?
2: I mean, you could you could apply it. A- Title like that to what your job is now. Mm-hmm. You could be like, I'm the veterinarian of uh, <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a fair implication to your guests. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. I might be like, you know, I might assign myself a title of lifeguard. Hmm. I feel like that's fair for like
1: uh,
2: <laughs> thinking and talking about feelings so often. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's extremely self-important. I like mm-hmm.
0: that. <laughs> yeah i mean you could just put feelings correspondent as like your no i don't want chief to be a correspondent no.
2: anymore no <laughs> like because there's got to be something beyond correspondent right true you know?
0: feelings anchor um lifeguard or lifeguard, I think lifeguard like works
2: correspondent <laughs> anchor lifeguard so that's what i made aiming for
0: <laughs> yeah um if i'm thinking just in like terms of like the podcast world mm-hmm. um you know I could just take over David Locke, I suppose. I could just have David Locke's position given to me in my new contract negotiations. Um, you know, we could bring Locke on to talk about that, I suppose. But huh, what else? I'm good with just a podcast host. I really, I'm not a very ambitious person. I'm totally fine with what I'm at. I don't need to add any other titles. Just uh, lock me up, and we're all set. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not feeling the uh, the need to add any other superfluous titles not to dealer, my. Huh? Diva, yeah, Diva could work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of exercise some diva, diva sort of mentality when I do my studio show for the CEBL. Mm-hmm. Walk in the studio right before we record, you know, have people pass me microphones. I'm nice about it. I buy people lunch afterwards, but, uh, you know, nice. before That's
2: that. Diva behavior, though.
0: No, I guess not. I'll stop buying them lunch then. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> next question here comes from gosh guscott on twitter i believe his name is josh and it's just a fun twitter handle who is the raptor you're most interested in interested in watching throughout the year and why this is a very good question mm-hmm. from at gosh gush scott scott oh my god thank you josh for ruining my mouth john's your gonna get fired
2: new fake title <laughs> uh
0: who's the raptor you're most interested in watching this year katie
2: uh, I want to split this two ways, so I'm going to sure. split to like, um, you know, storied Raptor that we know. Sure. I think that's got to be OG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really am. We ta- I feel like I've talked about this so much with you, but the yeah. potential, fingers crossed, of having him have a full runway of a season, yeah. a proper season to his name for the first time in like, what, three seasons or something? So
0: Really? Since his rookie year, I yeah, guess? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Since like his mm-hmm. career began at the NBA. um. And then basically, from what I saw at Summer League, I am really excited to see Scotty Barnes and where
0: he Yeah, plays. the Barnes one is, I mean, that's going to be, I think, the default answer here just yes. because, you yeah. know, he's the fourth overall pick. There's a lot of hope tied up in that dude. And also, you know, he kind of warrants the hope with the way you watch him play and he kind of has the gregarious nature about him too, to make him super affable and likable and you want to root for him. Um, But yeah, I think OG is my actual answer too, because what happens with OG could very well dictate what happens with the team as a whole in the coming Mm -hmm. years. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we we've talked about how this season is going to very much be sort of a, you know, let's see what we have in this core and then move forward from there. And if we're going to go with the 2013, 14 comparisons, which I think are pretty apt, You know, that season required Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan to prove that they were, like, dudes you could build a team around, and they did that year. This year, it's going to require, you know, we kind of already know, I think, what Fred VanVleet is, even though he can probably add something to his game, but we kind of know the bare bones of what he's going to be. Pascal Siakam, I think we are a lot closer to knowing what he's going to be after the last couple seasons, and, you know, there's maybe a ceiling there, but also it's a pretty good, pretty damn high one. And then OG, you know, he kind of has it, in him to potentially become the best player on the team by season's end. I don't know if it's entirely fair to expect that or, 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 you know, even think that's a possibility, but with the way he closed last season before he got hurt and COVID kind of took over, I mean, he had, I I believe over like a 20, 25 game stretch was averaging like 18 points, five boards, three assists on like really efficient shooting, almost 50, 40, 90 shooting and, or like 50, 40, 80. And if he can scale that up, I mean, that is a star player. That's full stop. That's a star player on that efficiency. And so if he continues to kind of work on the ball handling, which came a long way last season, I remember, you know, the first week of the year after all all the OG hype of the offseason last year, seeing him kind of struggle with ball handling and, you know, kind of attacking defenses from the point of attack. You know, the way he developed that over the course of the season was really remarkable. His defense obviously became as good as it's ever been, I think, you know, in terms of being multi positional and stuff like that. Um, So he's, uh, yeah, everything is sort of there in terms of the ingredients. Whether he can put them together, it's a tall ask, and it's Mm -hmm. probably unfair to assign too much hope and potential there. But it's right there, and he can, I think, alter the trajectory of the team more than any single player this season with a big breakout. Do you agree with that, or is there someone else who a big breakout would sort of change the way you view the team more than OG?
2: No, I agree with that. I feel like, yeah. you know, even if Pascal, um, because I think Pascal will look better, and he'll look yeah. different no matter what, just given sure. the now, like, makeup of the team. But mm-hmm. I think we kind of know, know what to expect there. Fred will just increase you know, steadily, gradually, mm-hmm. it, like, that's what readily yeah. readily. Um, <laughs> but I think that, yeah, again, like the one player that we just haven't seen that kind of accelerated growth or, or sustained growth with is OG. And he has real power to change the structure of the team, mm-hmm. I think on court. But I do want to just add as a caveat to the Scotty piece. I know that is the default answer. And I hope like everyone is excited to see him, but I'm more excited to see him mess around. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not excited to see him in the way that other people are where I think there's like maybe a lot of pressure or a lot riding yeah. on it. And they're like, is he is he going to be worth the pick? But I'm like, no, I kind of want to see him like mess up and like make sure. mistakes and grow from that. And like also be in the orbit of Fred and OG and Pascal uh, and, to mm-hmm. see, and like Boucher and Ken Birch and like those guys, too. And just to see like how they kind of temper him and also our expectations of him in the process. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one. I, uh, I that leads me to the next mailbag question here that I'm just uploading as a graphic right now uh, <laughs> because I wanted to add it in because it's on topic. Talking about Scotty Barnes, um, the question here from D Goosey on Twitter is: What could Scotty's season average stat line look like for 2021-22? Okay. Again, you don't want to get too caught up in over expectation here. It's still going to be a process. You know, scoring twenty three points in a summer league game is not the same as scoring twenty three points in an NBA game. Um, so you have to sort of, I think, temper your expectations. And you know, just because he looked really good in the summer league doesn't mean that the timeline is expedited at all. It's four summer league games. Like, there's still, I think, you have to bake in the expectation that this is going to be a multi year process with him. Right. But you know, he figures to probably at least compete for a starting job until Pascal Siakam is back. What happens after that? Who knows? Maybe he shows out and is the starting two guard for the rest of the season. Who's to say? Or the starting center. That's the beauty of Scotty Barnes. Who the hell knows where he's going (laughs) to play? But in terms of a season-long stat line, what do you think is something that would be reasonable to expect? And, you know, are you kind of going on the low end of expectations just because of the sort of, you know, the the understanding that it is this is not an instant, you know, he's a fully formed player from day 1 type of thing.
2: I think this is kind of interesting because this actually happened a few times at Summer League where I would be like, man, he's not having a great game and then you'd look at his stat line, you'd be like, oh, he is having a great game.
0: Like, but, oh, he's got five blocks. Yeah, sure. I think
2: it's just, but I like that, you know, and I think it's also like yeah. a clear reflection that a stat line's not always necessarily a measure, a good measure of a player uh, and sure. their capabilities on the floor. But I mean, when he was like hustling and getting his own weird, like second chance points and dunking them and just like flying mm-hmm. all around the court, like that's the kind of stuff I want to see. So I do feel like we'll see high rebounding um, yeah, probably maybe assist will be a little lower. And I feel like scoring mm-hmm. what seems like reasonable 15 points, yeah, a game? it's a tough. Like, one. this is such a weird thing. Was that thing. sorry?
0: 15, you yeah, said? like
2: does 15 feel yeah. comfortable? But I'm also like, it feels a little high, yeah, because that's but, the thing. I was gonna say yeah. 11, but I'm like, that seems low, you know. But like 11 <laughs> to 15 feels like a nice space to be in. Uh, and I also think mm-hmm. like if if he can offer something within that range. Plus, with everybody mm-hmm. else, like, they're going to be in a pretty good position.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, 15 feels a little bit high. I think somewhere between, like, 9 and 12 points a game okay. feels about we right. Meet, and I think most of it is... We
2: need at, like, the ends of our spectrum. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I think... The scoring is the thing that's going to take the longest time, right? I mean, as we've kind of talked about, he's kind of a zero level scorer at the moment mm. unless he's in transition and then he's, you know, he can score at the rim, but, you know, when he's driving, he hasn't really figured out how to absorb contact and finish through it yet. Um, you know, he's gotten to the line quite a bit in, in in summer league, which is really encouraging. Um, but, you know, I don't think the scoring is going to be the main thing you look for from him. And there's lots of other guys who are going to occupy usage on this team, right? Like I think Malachi Flynn is going to Be bombs away, basically have a green light to shoot all he wants on the bench. Uh, Chris Boucher uh, is going to share time with Scotty Barnes. He's going to have a higher usage than him. Goran Dragic probably is going to as well if he's part of that second unit. Um, in the starting five, You know if he's playing with other starters, he's never going to be higher than the fourth option between Fred, OG, and Siakam. So I, I don't know if the opportunities are going to be there a ton for him to score. You know If he comes out and has like a surprising three-point shooting season and he's 36% as opposed to the 28 you might expect, then maybe you add a, an extra three points or so to his nightly averages. But, you know, I think the scoring, whatever it is, as long as it's not like three points a game and he's shooting, you know, a 40 percent true shooting or something from the from the field, I I think you're pretty happy with whatever it's going to be. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably pencil in like 10 and a half, 11. I'm lo- actually very looking forward to the over under episode we do with, with Scotty Barnes and the over unders with him. Rebounding, yeah, I, I think like mm-hmm. he's going to play in lineups where it's going to be needed and he's enormous and he is very good at grabbing boards. So, I would say probably like six a game and then assists. I would say probably a little bit lower just because he's going to be sharing the floor with other playmakers who are going to have the ball first. And I don't know if they're going to say, all right, Scotty, go figure yourself out in the half court. Now it might be a matter of you kind of wait and see and sort of work him in slowly and gradually. Maybe by the end of the season, he's averaging more assists than he is at the start. But I would say probably around two because he has those instincts and that basic playmaking sort of, uh, you know, mentality. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to lead to some assists here and there. So if he finishes the year, like 11, six and two with, a steal and a block a game, which I think is super attainable, make you pretty happy. Uh, you know, I guess it's the manner manner in which it comes. Right. And if he's shooting a ton and only scoring eleven points a game, and they're like expediting his on ball stuff, and he's looking rough, then maybe you're a little bit disappointed there. But uh, I think that's probably a pretty good ballpark to shoot for. I want to see him score
2: close too. Like, I'm not necessarily that sure yeah. his three point. Like his his game is going to be very close, and I that's what I yeah. want. And I think with just like his size you know, and his length and just like that. I want to see him explore that range more. I'm not going to get too hung up if like, he's not a lights out, you know, three point shooter. I don't think that's really what they want him to be this season
0: no yeah it's gonna be you know I think the the comparison I made a couple of days ago with Vivek is like I think he could be like the DeAndre Bembry of this team just a little bit more used right like sort of fills the gaps cuts a whole bunch like
2: I think yeah like, yeah it's a different yeah, like, like, like,
0: like size and yeah. sort of profile but in terms mm-hmm. of the way the, the role he occupies when he's on the floor right. that kind of feels to me like what it'll be it's just be a more fun and enormous version of it which is great I'm also very excited to see Scotty Barnes and person like there's some dudes who you see in person and you're just like what uh like Giannis was like this for me the first time i saw actually bruno too the first time i ever saw bruno in person it was like staggering that you know he's just a a human being that exists uh i'm excited to see that (laughs) the first time i saw him in person he
2: was doing yoga (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, Who, Bruno or Scotty, Scotty Barnes?
2: Barnes uh, at the side of the court <laughs> after practice. But, I mean, he's big, but granted he was also mm-hmm. in warm-ups. Like, they, like, tossed a long sleeve right. warm-up on. Uh, right. Not to be like, it diminished him, but, like, there's a real difference. <laughs> it's weird that there is a real difference when you see someone in uniform. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Just, like, yeah. I'm not sure why your brain does that. Versus when you see them yeah. more, like, dressed down in, like, when we saw Marcus Gasol in his fun for um, tracksuit
0: yeah yeah <laughs> or linens for marcus yeah, as well uh,
2: beautiful spanish linen
0: <laughs> i have a linen shirt that i picked up this uh this summer katie mm-hmm. i i totally understand why marcus wears linens all the time it's uh sleep in or the why linen. people do it in yeah, general like it's linen. delightful got yeah. a
2: linens there's nothing like uh, linens in the summer to quote one says yeah. what a salesperson uh it- <laughs> Works Brothers said to Dylan, but he really believed it.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to continue on and wrap up with some more mailbag questions in a second, but we got a couple of friends to tell you about right now. First up, it is rockauto.com who are, you've heard us talk about them before, they're saving you money when you go to the mechanic, and they are making it so it's just very, very easy to go to the mechanic, not get fleeced, save money, and then you can use the money you save on other fun things, like Toronto Raptors tickets, for example. I don't know. It seems like we're going to get to do that again, which is Lovely. Uh either way, rockauto.com, they are wonderful because they offer you selection, they offer you prices that compete and undercut those at the mechanic. And when you go to the mechanic, they're often gonna have just one part available for you and there's no choice. Rockauto.com, you go to their website, you type in the make model year of your car. And you are swimming in options, and you get to choose what works best for you between the brands, the specifications, and, of course, the prices. They've got everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets, and everything in between. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by our pals over at Built Bar. And I promise at some point, I'm going to eat a Built Bar during this (laughs) ad read. Not today, uh, but it's going to happen. And it's going to be great content for Built Bar. Either way, Built Bar is great. They have nine amazing flavors to choose from in their standard lineup. They also have limited time flavors that appear on the site from time to time as well uh, and you can you know it's about choice baby you can make uh, lots of different choices with how you build your box you can get a single flavor you can get a mixed box with two of each of the nine flavors you can also build a box where you get three uh, flavors, you get six of each one. So go to built.com and check it all out. Find your favorite flavor and then continue ordering said flavor in large amounts. Uh, Built Bar flavors are not just great tasting, but they're also good for you too. 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from just 130 to 180, much less than the standard candy bar or chocolate bar, as us Canadians say. Only four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. That is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Katie, a couple more mailbag questions to get to here. Um, We mentioned before the break or during the break about the idea of spending money to go to see Raptors games and and see them in person. Uh, Let's get to this question. It's a little bit uh, sad in the sort of concept of it, but I think we can power through it and have some optimism through the end. This one comes from at Mindset Vegan. The question is, if the Raptors had to spend another season outside of Canada, which city would you choose for them? We should start with saying that it seems like they're not going to be spending another season outside of Canada, which is wonderful news. Hopefully, that holds. Uh, You know, Hopefully, the Delta variant cooperates, which is, uh, I guess, a fraught ground. But it feels like with the Blue Jays being back, TFC being back, it's kind of out of the bag at this point. It's tough to put those worms back in the can. Yeah. uh (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why bag was the first thing, uh, the first vessel I talked about, but either way, (laughs) yeah, put the worms back in the bag, the, uh, the, (laughs) I don't know. What, what, what is in a bag that I was talking cats. about? Anything? Cats. There we go. There go. Cats. cats. That's right. <laughs> Put the cats back in the jar, in the can. No, no thanks. That's a Dwayne Caseyism that was left on the cutting room floor. Um, Katie, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it.
0: If you had to choose another city for the Raptors to play, and in, in the event that they cannot come back to Toronto, what city are you choosing?
2: First, I want to say it's not the Delta variant. We need to cooperate. It is vaccine. Uh, hesitant folks, yep, get vaccinated. Yep. Get vaccinated. Do it. Mm-hmm. Even you can't go to a Raptors game if they come back. You can't go and see them unless you're vaccinated, which I respect. That's
0: news from this week. I respect. It's them, bringing the news to the people, that. Katie. Yeah,
2: M L S E It's a good move to to make. Masai Jerry, really yep. underscored that. I just press her. It does sound like, though. It's weird to be like someone was like, Masai, are you going to help Justin Trudeau out with his campaign? I was like, let's not. Let's not bring this into this situation. Um, but he was no. like, Yeah, I can call him. But he said, He's like, We talk every day. Like, w- w- not yeah. him, but he's like, Someone on our team and their team. Yeah, me and my
0: boy JT are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're just, texting. Just, just they're sending each other, in every like, day. Yeah. All
2: the time. But <laughs> yeah, there's like an open line of communication, I think. And I think that's more than what we saw last, like leading up to last season. Yeah. Everything felt quite last minute and still pretty fraught. But you're right. Like, if the Jays are back, you know, um, I mean, soccer's back. Those are different situations because they can be more outdoor stadiums. But it does seem like MLSC's laying the groundwork to make the team come back. If I had to pick another city, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want Tampa. Tampa sucked. Like Tampa really yeah. sucked. Um So it's like the bar's already quite low. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to think of cities that uh, are small maybe kind of warm you know what like i really liked savannah georgia <laughs> when i was there that was a pale place mm-hmm. how about that
0: sure i don't know I anything mean,
2: about the infrastructure to support a an NBA yeah. team
0: they do like, have a like, minor league baseball team called the okay. savannah bananas so that's see. good
2: there you go um yeah but it's like what else buffalo that's we can't do that to these guys
0: did you say that, but Buffalo is going to be my answer because it's just the closest. I know. Uh,
2: That's what yeah. I also thought too. But I think like if they have to move somewhere, I do want to give them the benefit of warmer weather.
0: That's fair. I would prefer to give them the benefit of fans that don't boo them in their own arena, and Buffalo fans have already been conditioned to take in Toronto sports teams and treat them like their own. The Jays got wonderful support when they were in Buffalo. Um, There is a full arena there with a terrible hockey team that everybody hates. They'd probably be thrilled to see... The Raptors come in and occupy that arena for a little bit and, uh, you know, push the Sabres down the importance level. Shout out to our friends over at Locked on Sabres uh, covering just a miserable hockey team. But, uh, yeah, Buffalo is my answer because it's the quickest you can also move back from. Right. It's like a two hour drive home. If uh, you get the quick spur of the moment, we can go back now. You can just hop in the cars, go over the border and everything's all hunky dory. Um but yeah, let's Rhode not entertain Rhode that Island. idea anymore. Rhode Island?
2: I'm trying to think. I'm like, where are there like a lot of artist colonies? They could just go <laughs> fully in that direction. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I mean, our beach is in Rhode Island. Wasn't Jaws in Rhode Island? No. No. It was Massachusetts, maybe. I don't know. Fake what state. What about those other really islands sure.
2: that rich people or like you know
0: yeah martha's vineyard montauk yeah some some sort of setting for uh over important hbo show yeah um (laughs) let's let's not entertain the idea of the raptors not coming back again because it's uh it's far too sad to think about and we're really really uh rooting for them to come back and it seems like it's at least on the table which is quite Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. uh let's go to the next question here from epic moppis eric morris is uh his real name but he's got a fun twitter handle besides kyle which former raptors are primed for a big season with a different team this year lots of dudes have moved around DeMar is yeah. on the bulls valanchunas is on the pelicans which is still weird um delon writes now trey young's back up with the hawks there's a few other ones out there who do you got as other raptors you're keeping an eye on this season and rooting for
2: i was actually gonna say O'Shea to start um Ooh. because he did have a phenomenal like end of his season as soon as they moved him. I think like with Indiana too getting Rick Carlisle, mm-hmm. uh Jenny Wussex in there as like an assistant coach. I just like am actually pretty stoked to see that Pacers team. Sure. And what they look like. Um yeah. So probably O'Shea. JV depresses me. I really liked him in Memphis. I don't yeah. necessarily understand what it's going to look I don't one, I don't understand what's going on in New Orleans. I don't think they no. do either. <laughs> <laughs> which sucks because it's like man like you he had kind of carved out a really important central role for himself on that crazy team yeah. more than that they all seem to like each other and he seems mm-hmm. so happy there that sucks um damara 100 percent. like you're stoked for the bulls i know and I'm yeah like, i'm like, there like there bulls are
0: gonna be like my second team this year it's gonna yeah. be wonderful they're gonna uh, play no defense they're gonna <laughs> score a bazillion points it's gonna rule
2: I think it will be an interesting opportunity for DeMar to really show people who are, I think, detractors mm-hmm. a different side of his game that he didn't yeah. necessarily get to expand on at all in San Antonio because of the way that they work and the way that that system makes players play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then De- I totally forgot about DeLon. So thanks for bringing that up. But like DeLon inside yeah. uh, Trey Young, that'll be pretty fun, too. I think he'll fit I pretty well. I just want DeLon to team.
0: stay on a team for more yeah, than half too. a season. It's crazy that he keeps getting dealt. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like the Jay Crowder curse when Jay Crowder signed that like very easy to trade contract, and it was mm-hmm. just like Jay Crowder's awesome, but like he keeps fitting in all these trades we want to do, so we have to move him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what Delon Wright's been stuck with. I hope he sticks around in Atlanta. That'd be a really fun story if he can be a really good backup for that team, you know, because they need more good players in Atlanta. It's sickening, frankly. But um, I can't
2: lie; like Larry <laughs> is my number one interest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're gonna be a really fun team to watch, as much as it's gonna make me want to cry that he's no longer on the team. Uh let's finish off with a Kyle Lowry question, shall we? This one Perfect. comes from Proz26. The question is what Kyle Lowry intangible will the Raptors <laughs> miss the most this year? Yes, let's finish off by crying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great, thank you. whoo Um everything like when you think of Lowry's game in the last three seasons, which we touched on in our nice uh, the last episode we did looking back mm-hmm. at all those years of his career here yeah it was more intangibles than anything right yeah i think what Toronto's really gonna miss and this is something that just like you know fred pascal and og just won't and can't have yet just by virtue of their own experience mm-hmm. but the kind of capacity kyle lowry had to be like well this game isn't really going our way flip a switch mm-hmm. Now it is because like that is due a lot to like his basketball IQ, the way yeah. that he sees the court, the things that he knows he has to do to like rev every individual guy up. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anymore, right? Like however yeah. you want to frame that, is like, I don't think of it as like a floor general. I've called it like a floor savant before. And I think that's a little bit more fitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not going to have that. I think when we get like down in the hole, 30 points, 20 points this season, we're going to stay a little bit more stuck. We don't have yeah. Kyle Larry to like toss everyone on his back and be like, all right, here we go. Also, charges.
0: Yes. A lot
2: of new guys, though. So I won't say that it's impossible because I would mm-hmm. love to see someone step up and try and fill that role.
0: I actually think what's most likely is that now I become a person who's like, actually, you should outlaw charges. Kyle's not on the when team anymore. Kyle Bad rule. Get rid or of you it. See yeah. Kyle,
2: do it to Toronto. That yeah. One, I'm like, you know like what? This is, this is dangerous. This is a dangerous <laughs>
0: play. It needs to be out of the game entirely. Um, I'm willing to admit I have no shame and like <laughs> charges because of Kyle Lowry. I know the reason. Um, let's uh, oh, what are the ones? Okay. So the one I think they're going to miss the most is the point guard sidle. Uh, whenever a point guard who is not Kyle Lowry is on the floor, comes off the floor after doing something good or bad, Kyle Lowry would just kind of, you know, curl up and, little arm over the shoulder so hey guys how's it going what's what's going on and then he would just sort of you know pass some wisdom along there's no longer going to be that uh channel of wisdom being passed from kyle Lowry oh, to point guards who are younger than him on the team you would hope that enough of the wisdom has been passed into and into fred van vliet that he can continue on the grand tradition of short kings being great point guards for the raptors but um you know it is certainly a loss to not have that just sort of you know he was so generous with his basketball knowledge and wisdom and you know who's to say who can actually kind of replicate it and take all of his information and condense it into being like Kyle Lowry probably very yeah. little people but it's uh very little people very few people very few <laughs> words people in
2: the bag with the worms and the cats. yeah
0: <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. It's the mailbag <laughs> with the worms. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the one that I'm going to miss the most. Because that was, you know, honestly, if you're looking at the back part of the season, that was the biggest tangible value of Kyle still being on the team was him just, you know, imparting wisdom on Malachi Flynn and Fred Van Vliet and sort of getting them ready to take over. And that's no longer a thing. At some point, you got to cut the umbilical and all that and, you know, give it over to new guys. But it's uh, it's going to be missed for sure. Uh, Katie, I think we've reached the end of this here mailbag podcast. Thank you to everybody who sent in questions. It was a lot of fun. It was nice doing a video show with you for the first time, Katie, uh, anything that you want to promote, where can people find your work? Uh, you've got lots of good stuff on the go, right?
2: Yeah. It's been a real busy week uh, coming off summer league, but I have, uh, I wrote a bit of what I saw in Vegas for Yahoo mm-hmm. Sports Canada uh, on the Raptors. I'll soon have a longer kind of player profile coming out there. I'm not going to reveal the player who I chose. <laughs> <laughs> I, NBA Summer Vacation Watch has also started again on Dime. That mm-hmm. is a weekly column that is exactly what the title suggests. Um, so that comes <laughs> out every Friday. So there'll be a new one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this week I was on about a million podcasts, including this one um round ball rock fast break fast break breakfast uh, i was also on the daily ding with dave Ducour so you can find all those right now maybe when you're done listening to this
0: why not go do that uh, you can find me of course at Woodley Sean on Twitter you can subscribe rate review wherever you get your podcast also please subscribe to the YouTube page we're already at like almost 200 subs which is very cool and uh, gets us closer to you know turning this into a money making monolith uh, so please jump in there and uh, and support the show it's very much appreciated thank you for all the kind words that people have sent about the YouTube stuff this week it's only going to get better from here as I uh, learn more about how to do video well um, hand talk more because hand talking is is the key when you're on camera um anyway that's gonna be a weird thumbnail uh we're gonna wrap (laughs) it up there and uh we'll talk to you again on monday as we'll probably have big v back on the podcast monday we'll have some sort of talk topic to talk about i'm sure Also next week, a very fun podcast coming up with Sarah McDonald, uh, your favorite Norman Powell appreciator and a wonderful music writer in Toronto. Uh, She's going to join the show. And we are going to assign some musical homework to each of the Raptors with the help of Sarah McDonald next week. It's going to be silly. It's going to be fun. And I look forward to bringing that to you probably on next Friday's episode. So we have two of the four, two of the three episodes for next week figured out. Uh, That'll do it. We'll talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye-bye.